0: Mate.
1: I'm switching off your mic. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I am my son's fish. Oh mate. (laughs) Fuck.
1: Hello everybody and
2: welcome to the third episode of Overly Honest Dads. My name's Matt, I'm your host, and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful Magnus. Good evening everyone. And the equally wonderful John. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone. So, we're back again. It might seem to listeners like we haven't gone anywhere because we're posting the first three episodes. At the same time. But in reality, it's actually been a few weeks since we were last here, isn't it? It has. And yeah. quite a lot has happened since last we met. Yeah, you've got a cage in your living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for, for, for everyone listening, we've now got a huge playpen in our living room because Amelie, uh, my daughter, is now of an age where she wants to roll around. She's nearly crawling. And so the baby is taking over, well, even more than she was before.
1: Absolutely. And does that say Millhouse? On the side, is oh that is God, that a house it, it does. It's a Millhouse gel pen, colourful gel pen. Yeah, oh, oh,
0: oh, wasn't that the place that the three of us met? There was there wasn't the house of the office where we met oh, called yeah. Millhouse Mill Street? Throwback. It was. was it, it was mill
1: house Mill Street. I mean, yeah.
2: Wow, wow! Look at that. Wow, that, that's gone. That's gone full circle. How there. circular, it has. yeah. I mean, actually, we've never, we haven't touched on this so far, dear listeners. But, um, but yeah, uh, all three of us met at, um, at a company uh, that we won't name because why, no. why would we need to go into that? But, Let's well, not yeah, give them an advertising. Uh, <laughs> I met John back in 2006, and we were both lucky enough to meet Magnus in 2010. Eleven. 2011. Yeah. It just seems like it's been longer. Um, But yeah, since we were last here, a momentous day has occurred. So last Sunday, it was Father's Day. And it was Magnus and I's first ever Father's Day. So Magnus, how was your experience? Did you get to be lazy? Did you get breakfast in bed? Did you get maybe slightly intimate treats?
1: I, I did, I did, yeah. Um, I had a really good Father's Day. Yeah. In fact, yeah, my Father's Day was special. He says that as he's rubbing his hands. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> well, it, it, it was. It wasn't expected. Um, so, Romana gave me uh, French toast in bed which was really really nice um and then you're, you're <laughs> looking somewhat incredulous like code it wasn't no no there was no there was no other sandwiches it was just that <laughs> it was french toast in bed and then she locked me in the bedroom oh she didn't lock me in the bedroom we don't have locks on our doors because we're a very open family she told me to stay in the bedroom wait 15 minutes and then she opened the door went into the the living room and and there was my beautiful Quinn on the sofa, wearing a, a fantastic dress, and she was holding a balloon, saying "Daddy's the best" or something along those lines—a a big inflatable balloon. Um, and uh, yeah, it was—it was special. And there was a uh, a cake on the the table um, that said "Happy Father's Day." Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. It's really nice. She also bought me a tape measure. A good one, actually. A good tape measure. Saying number one, dad. You know, one of those nice. novelty presents. Um, and one other thing which I can't remember. I apologize.
0: A on. <laughs> For impecked. pegging. Yeah. That was the present. That was the real that, present. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was the, what was it, poached eggs? No, that's the, the strap-on. <laughs> <laughs> French toast, that's what it is. French I remember toast when I got
1: you that fisting book. Oh, oh yeah, God, God, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord, that was a secret Santa present, wasn't it? It, it yeah, was. It, it, was. it was a very in-depth book on yeah. the act of fisting. Yeah.
0: It's quite funny, all the pictures were drawn. There was no real pictures in it, but yeah, it was quite amazing. Which was a shame, but well, you got the gist. It added to the
2: comic value, I think. Yeah. Especially the Superman. That was yeah. probably <laughs> the i have never the forget favorite. the Superman. Um, I'll leave the listeners to imagine what the superman might mean in that context (laughs) you can actually if anyone's got any suggestions you can write into our email address overly at gmail.com which now actually exists as an email address for the first two episodes i was telling people to email in without actually registering the email address but it actually exists now which is a great thing john how was your father's day you've got three kids what does father's day mean to you um they all got
0: me cards. This but year, for separately. the first time, yeah, it's quite Aww. cool. They've Fantastic. got me cards. It's quite cool. Actually, my my oldest got me a card last year. It's quite cool. Um, my wife is not as romantic or as nice as, as yours Magnus I don't. <laughs> like, the, the, says the guy who's not very romantic because I proposed to my wife on the phone and she said yes um, sorry what now yeah let's not get into that. no that, that, that's maybe for another <laughs> that's episode that's for another episode but yeah that, like we're as romantic as a we brick are going to have an episode
1: about that listeners yeah, we are going to sorry continue yeah, John that is crazy yeah,
0: we're as romantic as a brick wall <laughs> but anyway um, but yeah no the kids, the kids are cool and they don't quite understand what it means but they got me a card it was just like, and my youngest got me a card He said daddy i made you this and it was just like oh dude and he just and he was so proud of it as well and then it was the same day i think that i took him when he made the card i actually took him to nursery because i, I work from home occasionally and it was quite cool and i'm not allowed to go in because he's about to go into primary school so at nursery they won't let you take the kids in anymore at a certain age because they need to understand of going in by themselves and adjusting uh, but he's like, no, no, daddy's coming with me and grabbing me by the hand and just took me in and showed him, Oh, this is where the toys are and this is what we do first and that's what we do second. And it was like, quite cool. And then he made me a card that day. So I was, yeah, I was very happy with that. Yeah, very proud.
2: Oh, that was lovely. I got a lion. <laughs> that, that, that was my present. I a could lion. Sleep, I could, no, a lion. Oh, a lion. Not a lion. Oh, I, I see. I I mean, like, well, a house in that big, if
1: we had a lion here, you'd have noticed I, yeah, by I was now. wondering how, how he would have. Found and sourced alive <laughs> <laughs> on oh, their own. Big cat, yeah.
2: Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> yeah so, but no, I, I, I slept until 10 o'clock. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Uh, and I wanted breakfast in bed, but that was not forthcoming. And so I ordered McDonald's breakfast in bed. I was hoping <laughs> that Alex might go and get the McDonald's from the door and bring it up to me, but I had to do that as well. Oh, um, yeah. But you know, worst things have happened. It was a nice day. But one thing it made me realize is even though it's Father's Day, um you can't just relax and do nothing because when you're a parent nope that's just not on no Shut that and fly. I, I had an idea it's in my not. head that maybe you know father's day and mother's day you give the other person a break but you know you give them nice things you might like you know give them a little bit of space but you can't just abdicate your responsibilities for an entire 24 hours unfortunately nope nope um and there, another thing actually happened in since we last recorded that i thought i would um up. So since we last, we last together, I went to Germany with, with Alex and Amelie for one of Alex's friend's weddings. And then I came back because I had to start a new job. And then Alex and Amelie stayed on in Germany. For the listeners out there, my wife is German. So she was staying with her family. It's the first time I spent time away from Amelie since she was born. And man, that was hard. I really found it, like, I knew it wouldn't be easy, like, you know, you you love your your kids so much and your wife so much that you want to see them, but, oh, Lord, it was a hard time. Like, I'd find myself at work, my new job, um, just opening my phone and looking at pictures of of Amelie and then uh, messaging Alex to be like, can you take more pictures? (laughs) And then at one point, I just got two pictures back from Alex of the back of Amelie's head it's like, well, that's nice, but I kind of wanted to see her face, you know? <laughs>
0: oh, man. No, yeah. but isn't it funny? Like the first two or three days, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm sleeping. I'm wanking. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and then, And yeah. then by day two, you're like, I miss my
1: kids. It sucks. <laughs> and it's
0: just like I, your I single life it. is back. And then you're like, it sucks because you're by yourself. Yeah. And it's, yeah, man. John speaks the
1: truth, I, I believe. So Romana went to check Last week, she was gone for a week uh, for the first time. This was mm. Quinn's first flight. She was a star on the plane, apparently. Everyone loved her. She, people were coming up to help Romana with her. It was, it was brilliant. She slept a lot of the way. Um, and it was very hot in Czech while it was overcast and, and rainy here. So I think the temperature was 28, 29 inside the room. Oh, wow. Yeah, really, really hot. Um, and yeah, the whole time I missed Quinn. Yeah. Missed her so much, you know. Romy was sending me pictures, videos. We were having WhatsApp video calls, um, and you know, the heart grows fonder when you're away from someone that you love. Yeah, big time. This was just intense. Yeah, this was absolutely intense. And now she's back. I just, yeah, I, I love her even more. It's it's so weird. We were saying this before the podcast. Um, or I I, I, I remember I started the conversation saying it, it's it's strange how much you can love someone to that Mm -hmm. degree yeah you know like i I look at quinn and oh my god i just my heart skips Mm i'm i'm now working uh well i'm now commuting i I tend to work from home and i'm sitting there on on the train as well looking at pictures and videos of my little one you know cool so
2: we're gonna be back in a moment and we're gonna um round off the sort of first arc of uh, episode by talking about what it's like when you get your kid home for the first time. So as, as, as uh, loyal listeners will know, the first episode we talked about sort of pregnancy, second episode we talked about um, uh, labour, giving birth, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, for this episode, we want to talk about what it's like when you get your kid home for the first time and all of the terrifying, wonderful things that involve. So we're going to take a short break and then we're going to be back to fill your ears with more excitement. See you in just a moment. <music> Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast about parenthood, Overly Honest Dads. And we're here to talk about getting your kid home for the first time. It's a scary time. It's a fun time. It's one of the best and worst times that you'll ever have in your life as a parent. And we're here to talk about it. Um, Now, the first thing I wanted to discuss, because I've obviously been thinking about the the different things we can talk about, The thing that stood out to me more than anything else about the process of taking your kid home is how few requirements there are to be a parent. Do you know what I mean by this? I can gather the implication, but go on. You just need a car seat. And a minicab. Or or a taxi, yeah, a taxi car, whatever. But all you need is a car seat. Now, if you want to learn to drive a car, right, you've got to do a theory test. You've got to have lessons. Then you have to go for a full test and you get a certificate. Now I reckon being a parent is far harder and more responsible than being uh, than, than driving,
0: mm.
2: and yet there's no test involved. Did it strike you guys as weird, or is it just
1: me? Yeah, I, there are people out there that shouldn't have kids. <laughs> if, if you put it that way, I, I would agree with you, John. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about eugenics. <laughs> you know, can't. Can.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's escalated yeah. <laughs> fucking... I went dark
2: so... <laughs> I mean it might. It, this is might like to know that we're doing we're doing this podcast with a bottle of whiskey, which might which shout might... out
0: to our sponsors whiskey and vaping yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was strange to me like that's that's all you needed, like you know as long as yeah. you have your car seat away yeah. you go it's and true. you're taking a kid home and you're responsible for. Their entire life for at least eighteen years, mm. assuming that social services don't take the kid away in the meantime. Yeah, which meantime. for some people out there might be a significant risk, but yeah. for the rest of us, like, yeah, it just struck me as as just a basic thing, as 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 just a strange. So, so let me drop something it. in
0: there about car seats. Okay, what were you forced into in? Because when we had the first, my wife was fixated on buying this Kiko tree set with like. The three things that come with it—I can't even remember the names. Well, well the pram, the pushchair, and the car seat. The, the yeah. travel system. Yeah, no, it was like it was like a, a cot thing. Yeah, it was. Oh, and and it was so fucking expensive. It was pure white, and she wanted it because it was white and it was beautiful. My fucking god, that thing was expensive. And I didn't want. it. I was just like, we can just buy the cheap shit. It does the same thing. What was the price? Dude, oh man, seven hundred something.
1: It's actually, not too bad. Well, that was, back, that, that that's, was dude. Yeah. That was eight years ago. Th- that's, that's reasonable.
0: That's eight years ago. Seven hundred okay. quid for me on a on on three silly little things. So really? it was really nice, don't get me wrong, but bloody. Hell, I think
2: so I, last year we spent four hundred pounds. We got one on sale and it was fine. Yeah. 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 But Al- what Alex was is... the original
1: price, however?
2: Um well I think it might have been half price. One so, million so, yeah. dollars. But no, but same I mean for us. But yeah, Alex is quite frugal. Um yeah. and so she wouldn't want to spend like loads of
0: money
1: on Which that kind of lucky thing. Good thing to be, yeah, absolutely. Same here. Ours was I think nine hundred and something and it was yeah. we, we got like four hundred and something pounds off.
0: It was, not. it was nine years ago. Fucking hell. Yeah, it was nine years ago because he's, he's eight now, but we bought it like six months before he was born. Mm.
2: So, yeah. yeah so, getting the kid home for the first time, do you guys remember the first nappy change that you had to do with your kid?
1: I did it in the hospital. Yeah? Yeah. Got, did, there's a video it? of it. There's it's a video? F- it's fine. Yeah. 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 It's absolutely yeah. like like a, a exactly
2: fine. How you guys practiced before?
1: Once. On tacos. I practice on a dummy. Yeah. For the NCT class. Yeah, but I, I was like, I'm going to do it. 'Cause I, I you know I'm very squeamish. So I, I, I just I, I, in order to get over that, I was like, right, fuck it, I'm going to change her nappy. I, I
0: will have to say the first week is not that bad because they only really pee and do like weird poos, so yeah. it's not that bad. It's when they start eating the, the real poos. Yeah, like, <laughs> it comes That's out like, different a, shit. like a torrent, Yeah. <laughs> um
1: but uh no when when she needed her nappy changed, I remember it, like it's burned in my in my mind. Uh she had meconium. Yeah. Hardened Meconium, it was like molasses, just around her fucking ass, and (laughs) shit wasn't coming (laughs) off. Man, yeah, that shit was not coming off. And I I remember getting a wet wipe, and she was not happy, and I was just like easing it off, rubbing it away, and Quinn was like, This motherfucker, (laughs) this goddamn dude, you know, fucking rubbing away at my ass, like digging for gold, because it was not coming off. That meconium (laughs) is so thick. It's it's it's, just, it's it's the baby's first shit.
2: Was it like there was a marker pad in her ass and so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And
1: no matter what I did, it was just not coming off, and I had yeah. to get kind of aggressive. And this is this baby was born like a couple couple minutes ago, you know, and uh, she, she was like an hour and a half old or something, and uh, eventually got it off. Um, and I, I yeah I yeah, it wasn't a pleasant experience. Yeah, for her.
0: Now, for me, the, the I was stressed about the car thing. I, I wanted to get a license and could drive. but I couldn't pass the test for so the fact that I had to get a cab to to take the kid home kind of pissed me off and you know the car seat fit in the cab and all the rest of it but this is before uber people because by the way kids out there there was no uber when i had a kid (laughs) um and it was like minute cab um and yeah just like the car stank of smoke that pissed me off i remember that i was just like i can't believe you can't fucking drive you're not a man i was telling myself as we (laughs) were putting the kid in the car and it was like a, a three minute ride to our house we were so close to the hospital at the time um but yeah that would that was fine and yeah the, the, to be honest it was just literally a tortilla on on doing the nappies so easily, yeah. like ha, 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 and you know it's a three-move business it's not that difficult it's, Agreed. Uh, yeah
2: yeah and i think as well people that don't have kids they when they say why they don't want to have kids they often say oh well, i don't want to change nappies i don't want to do this that and the other but when it's your own kid you can put up with a lot, you know, you know, you, you forgive them an awful lot of stuff, including everything that comes out
0: of them. Can I, can I drop a story on you guys? As, as long as it's vaguely appropriate. Oh, it's appropriate. It's about kids and nappies. So we had a, a wonderful sort of Next combination of furniture. So we ordered everything from Next and uh, we had a wonderful coffee table, which was a perfect height in front of the sofa where you could literally put the baby on and change the baby it was amazing now my kid had done a done a poo a messy one cleaned it up and the rest of it and we had this wonderful little sort of cream carpet underneath it right and it was like a, a, a semi-solid poo and like sort of cleaned him up and, and all the rest of it anyways clean the kid all, all the rest of it done sat down magnum open it up eating the magnum and you know the magnum the way it crackles
1: <laughs> you know where this where is going, is this going? <laughs>
0: and it was like the almond one and it was like and a little bit of chocolate cracked off and i'm like oh shit and I, between my legs so i looked down i'm like oh i picked it up
1: John, <laughs> my no, mouth. stop <laughs> <No>. stop mate <laughs> i'm switching off your mic
0: <laughs> <laughs> i had my son's shit. oh mate <laughs> fuck John. the most disgusting thing that's ever happened in my life. Like, how did you not smell it <laughs> I didn't smell it. It just looked like a piece of fucking chocolate. It just went it. Oh, it was so fucking horrible. It oh was my god. And, and it was what? so bad. Oh man. Describe
2: that moment of realization. What was that like?
0: It was. It was. Uh, I. I the acidity oh man you can't eat it's just poo acidic I didn't know that oh man it was hot
1: what, what the hell is he? Is he? I, no, and,
0: it's, and it sticks around like you can't get, like, get rid of it the smell John. on the back of your foot oh dude it was so bad oh potentially the worst nappy experience I ever had and and to that point my wife like, was like I'm not going to kiss you for about a month and it was just like I, I agree like I <laughs> have no issues
2: and, and, Do, and, and that oh. was how you started to be
0: a kinky man oh man yeah now like two Johns and one cup and <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was just horrible. It was the most horrible nappy experience.
1: You ever. ate your son's acid shit. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs>
0: I fucking did. <laughs> fucking. Oh, dude, it was so fucking nasty. It was, oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, I keep, dropping, I keep remembering this stuff as we're talking. Sorry, guys. No, it's
2: good because you, you often seem to have forgotten much of what's happened yeah. in your life as a father. So if we're helping to jog these memories. Yeah. That's, that's the positive Yeah, the thing. shit ones. <laughs> you know, um, what was it like the first time when your kids had those sort of explosive shits that go at the back
0: and they oh, ruin yeah. the clothes and they get everywhere? Oh, God. It's, it's more your wife losing her shit because the clothes are getting ruined. Oh, it was so pretty and auntie got it for. I was like, well, you took a shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's agreed. the way I view it. And on our end, it's like, oh it's ruined, it's stained, it won't come out. And literally, that
1: shit yes. does not come out. Oh, what we, the oh, fuck? We can like, we talk about that? Yeah,
0: it's we can stain. Uh, they stain uh, like a motherfucker. Oh it's goodness. unbelievable.
2: So next time we do this, Alex will tell we'll show you the products that will sort it out because she can get shit out of anything. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> really? my wife, my wife can clean shit out of anything. Um Dumb. like she has to be she has to be quick, so you have to catch yeah. catch the clothes shortly after the poo has penetrated them Mm. as long as you get there quick you put this vanished stuff on you soak them then nine times out of ten Stuff will come out spotless.
1: See, yeah, that, nine that's the times key. out of ten, that is the key. You need to get there quick. Yeah. If yeah. you don't get there quickly, you're fucked. Yeah, you are fucked. If it Bleach dries. don't get it out. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. We use vanish as well. We have a. We we, we bought a plastic tub specifically for a shit stained clothes. <laughs> and, and we we will I, I will I will over deliver vanish in, in there. <laughs> and the thing is, so she'll she'll do his shit Put a shit. I'll be like, it. okay. <laughs> she'll do a shit on her clothes i'll be all right fine i'm gonna go sort it out and i've got like a toothbrush to 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 to, to get rid of the bits and then i put on my black gloves my latex gloves and I, i dump it into hot water into the plastic tub put in a whole load of vanish and then i take some of the domestic bleach and i put it in there usually it will it will work if i get there quick enough yeah but, but if you put it in a washing machine, I'll wash it later. That shit will stick. It will, yeah. It, it will stain, and you have to throw it away. There's oh. nothing that will take it out. What is that? It's like Indian ink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Mate. I don't know, man. But yeah, it is possible to sort things out. Like as soon as Emily was born, uh, my my in-laws uh, just came through, but they sent us a couple of boxes full of stuff, and it included like stain removal stuff, and it's been great yeah. since then. Um, but yeah, poo. It's a uh, Hell of a thing to deal with. Yeah, it's now, a shit subject. Now, actually, I've heard, like, Magnus and I, we have daughters, so when it comes to changing nappies and surprise wee's that happen, we're not really in any danger of getting splashed, but no, John, not. I understand with boys yeah. that you might have to learn to oh, duck. Yeah, I got pissed
0: in the mouth as so. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, So you John. ate shit and you drank piss, is what you're telling me. Well,
0: I hit the lips and didn't quite taste it, but yeah, and- that was nasty. I didn't catch it in time. It was like the tortilla move. It's just like, you got to close that and then tap it over and it's just like yeah i didn't get it in time. like and it and it's quite weird because boys get hard-ons very young like even as babies and the thing we just you you take the nappy off and then the Willy is looking at you and you know you're fucked, like you gotta move quickly. <laughs> that motherfucker will shoot at any time. <laughs> just, Jesus. <laughs> seriously. Because I've
2: heard it's just like when as soon as the, the baby penis is exposed to the air. It's that, just like cold. Just, yeah, yeah, literally. Is that that's, how it works?
0: Pretty much, yeah, it's that's the cold air. And they just get hard and it just like literally raises up, like looks at you as like <laughs> looks at you in the eye and it's it's just like that shit has got his own mind he knows what he's doing and he's just waiting to piss in my face uh and that's pretty much what happens yeah so but yeah you learn to catch it quickly you learn to move quickly but there are occasionally where you're just tired like three o'clock in the morning bollocks and then just like oh shit he's pissed and then like he'll piss on you and stuff which is uh, yeah and then
2: you have to do an outfit change as well (sighs) because although although with girls they can't really um project the wee, but it spreads. But yeah, like it will often go everywhere. I mean, I remember being there at like four in the morning. Everyone's tired, um, everyone's annoyed, and then you're doing a nappy change. You pull the old nappy away, and if you're not quick, we're getting the new one underneath. You're at risk any moment of, yeah. of, 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 of piss coming out, and yeah. then it will soak into everywhere. Mm. Action stations. It's oh. just not what you need. No, it's, it's not.
0: not. Yeah, but by the time you've got your third, you're like a, a Ferrari mechanics team on changing <laughs> tires and <laughs> changing because <laughs> You're like, <laughs> that shit is done within thirty seconds. Like, Pitch stop that little creature. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> now, we've obviously been talking about this, certain kinds of bodily fluid, but when when a woman is given birth. Oh, they produce gosh. a whole brand new kind
1: of fluid.
0: Milk.
2: Oh, oh yes, yes, of course.
1: Milk. I was trying to think, what else could, <laughs> what could it be? What could it be? Hashtags. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is milk technically... I guess it is a bodily fluid because the body produces it. Milk, yes. yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I guess sure, it is. Sure. I guess it is. The so, amber nectar. Yeah. Now, uh, the reason I bring this up as a subject, because obviously it's a big thing, isn't it? You yeah. You're supposed to breastfeed. Well, supposed to breastfeed. It's the healthiest thing to do. Yeah. Obviously, we're not out there to shame any people who can't breastfeed Absolutely. if that's something you can not do you know not none of us can so you John know. can't breastfeed put yeah. his hand up for that yeah, yeah thanks yeah. john um <laughs> but yeah so i bought it all just because it's been silly for us there was a, there was there were issues there with breastfeeding um from 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 day one and the for the first week or so it was really quite difficult i mean alex um, was producing milk, but for whatever reason, Emily wasn't latching on properly. Yeah. And at the hospital, although you know, overall, everyone, all the NHS staff were brilliant. Um, some of the midwives told Alex it was, it was a problem with her that was causing.
0: The... Yeah. Now the midwives are bitches when it comes to bre- breastfeeding. Sometimes. Yeah. Like.
2: And it was especially hard because Alex was obviously exhausted having given birth and done yeah. all this sort of stuff. And then to be told there was something wrong with her oh, when man. it came to breastfeeding, like it, it put so much pressure on and it yeah. was really, mm. it was really sad and
1: unfortunate. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, as, as we're going into this topic, I want to emph- emphasize to the listeners just how big breastfeeding is. It is a gigantic topic yeah. when you first have your kid, especially if you're a first parent, a first time parent. Mm-hmm. Um when when you're at hospital, the midwives will show you how to breastfeed. Um, this is for the initial colostrum that your baby can harvest. Uh, you Probably never ever breastfed before. Or, or you've seen it, but you don't know how to do it naturally. No. It's something that you need to learn. Yes, it is one of the most natural things you can do, but it is something that you need to learn. And there are consultants that make shitloads of money
0: yep.
1: on parents that don't know how to breastfeed Mm. um for us breastfeeding was i don't know it was a pervasive issue for two three months no we had a major issue as
0: well um chris basically fed every 45 minutes and she couldn't produce enough milk to so we had to pretty much turn to formula like within the first week because he, he was just feeding all the time. And it. I think the one thing that really annoys me is when family starts having opinions. Oh, if you don't breastfeed, you're not good enough. And it's just like, well, fuck off. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it, everyone has their own way. You got to respect that. And the other thing is physically is so draining on a woman, man. I felt so sorry for her. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it, and we literally, I said, listen, I don't give a shit what your family says. We're going to go for the formula because you can't stay up all the time. You're not sleeping. Like he was up every 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and I don't care what people think. You, you physically can't do it as a mother. It just, it will throw you into depression if you're not sleeping. It's ridiculous. And we went down the route of just saying half and half. Mm -hmm. And then in the end it went formula because he slept longer with the formula than he did with the breast. The other thing with the breast is the fact that you don't know how much they're having. So they'll Mm -hmm. have some, the, the comfort of it will make them fall asleep. And then next thing you know, they're up in 10 minutes screaming and crying because they're still hungry. So it's just a, a difficult thing. It really is.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, for us, the, the latching problem kept going for a while. And we got home from the hospital after sort of five days after Amelie was born. And and it wasn't good. Um, Alex was really upset. And I'd heard that nipple shields were a thing. and. Thank God for Google Prime now. You know, Google Prime now, you can order stuff and it's with you within two hours. Amazon Prime now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Amazon Prime now. Sorry. Mm. Thank you, Magnus. <laughs> Wrong um, sponsor. <laughs> our technology consultant, Magnus Majid. Um, so, yeah, we uh, I ordered them on, on. I didn't tell Alex. I just did it as a just to try de stress her because I didn't want to, like, you know, mm. add any additional stress. I said, uh, so, I. Ordered these things and they worked a dream. So do you what know what? These? Do you know No, no, I was on? looking at you weird because I didn't got fucking. So, so they're like, um, imagine like the teat on a bottle, on a uh, feeding bottle, and imagine one that just attaches to a boob. Oh wow! So it's like a little teat with little with silicon flaps. Oh, so on, they don't suppose.
0: chew into it too hard. That's no,
2: exactly, and, and I think the reason they exist is is to, uh, exactly what you're saying to to protect against you know chewing, especially when, you know when teeth come through. Yeah. but for 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 us, it was just that that was. The only way Amelie could latch, and you know since then uh, amelie has been breastfeeding for seven months, and she put on all the, the right amount of weight. the feeding's been going really good since then, apart from a couple of periods of cluster feeding. but if you read the advice, if you take the you know look at advice online, you get the advice from midwives they'll say don't do this don't don't get the nipple shields
1: fuck them. <laughs>
2: amen. amen. Yeah, so the the, the more nu- nuanced version of saying what Magnus just said is that, you know, for anyone who's listening who is a, a parent um, or g- going to be a parent soon, you're going to get a lot of advice that's that, that's thrown at you. But not all of it's going to be right. And yeah. there are going to be times where you make a decision that's best for, for you, your partner and for your child. And don't be afraid to do it. Sometimes what, what your gut's telling you is right. And for mm-hmm, us, the yeah. gut was saying, do whatever it can to make sure Emily can get milk from the breast and yeah it's worked everything's worked perfectly since then it's just that initial phase and the advice that we got that was really really unfortunate yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's what is right for you and your family it's not for what is right on yeah. the handbook at the nhs you'll get
1: advice from yeah. everywhere
0: you have forgiven me for punching that doctor jerome the <laughs> <end>.
1: <laughs> well we we didn't have a good experience of breastfeeding at all yeah. it, it was really traumatic and to see romi in such a depressive state was yeah, very was very hard, hard. Because I've never seen her like that before. She, she felt beyond desperate and she wasn't getting the support or help or advice from the NHS. If anything, they underplayed the severity of breastfeeding for us. And I, I don't say that lightly or that it was a situation that was unique to us because our whole fucking NCT group felt the same way. Mm. You know, they were having cluster feeding as well, where the baby would wake up every half an hour, 45 minutes, 24 fucking hours. Day on, Damn. you know, oh, yeah, wow. crazy, crazy. Quinn did it a couple of times. She cussed the Fed, yeah, I'm and yeah, Um she completely destroyed Romana's nipples, completely oh, yeah. destroyed. And the the, the 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 thing is, her nipples were were bleeding, they were chapped. She, her whole breast uh-huh. was was painful. It's like she, she described it as being stabbed every time. And I remember when she would feed Quinn, and you know, these babies don't want the fucking. No, it, it it was it was more so that she would latch on, and Romy would would, would scream in pain, oh, and like grab stuff, and like hold my arm, and you could feel the pain, and I'm like shit, fuck the pregnancy, the birth. Was probably the easiest part. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> this is what Romana said. Yeah, this is what Romana it was said. It
2: also the feeling of being just being a, a cow, essentially. This yeah. is what Alex was telling me that she just existed yep. to feed, and she felt like a, a, yeah. a, a dairy cow. Mm. Um, and you know, I think that's a that tends to go away fairly quickly um, yeah. after the first few weeks, and you adjust. But uh, I remember at first, it was uh, that's definitely how Alex yeah. felt. Like she was just, uh, just
0: a. <sighs> I have to be honest, though the formula feeding for me, um, I was very attached to the kids in a way. Yeah. Like, I-, I liked it in the sense that I felt part of the whole process. Oh, and I- bottle, baby's mouth, holding it with your chin, your hands, PlayStation yes. controller, play all night, yes. baby. I was about to say exactly yeah. that. I remember yes. you telling me this. I, I think oh, I might mate. have
2: bought you a video game around that time because yeah, you were telling probably, me about yeah. that. I think oh, I bought dude. you a game. Yeah. But no, we-, we talked about some, some difficult aspects of getting your kid home for the first time but i think we should also take a moment to appreciate how bloody cute they are when they're that small they are i mean i know that when they get older and they're more interactive um, it's a lot of fun but you know what they say about kids growing up quick it's really yeah. true because they only stay in that little blob state for a short amount of time yeah. when they're just so tiny yeah. and so so
1: helpless and just so cute man yeah. it's so funny that you say that because i i know i'm going to be the outlier here Quinn was pretty mash up for two and a half months. Just <laughs> pretty butters. It was kind of upsetting. And the thing is, the, the, this has been. Re- Did <laughs> I, you drop it? <laughs> I, I reinforced this because I've got pictures of her, and we were looking at the pictures a couple of days ago. And I was like, "Fucking hell, damn!" Quinn was pretty mash up, and I was like, "Week five, yeah, shit, she's minging." Week seven. Oh, man, when's this going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> she's become cute. She became cute for me at three months. And now she's impossibly cute. Like, oh, my God. It's like, it's it, so it's my forever. wife is going to hate me
0: for saying this when she listened, right? But my daughter, as a baby, I didn't think she was that cute. Now she's stunning. She's this beautiful girl. And, yeah, when when she was a baby, I was just like, nah, it, it's all right you still got the uh... receipt no not that harsh but like it was like out of the three as a baby baby she wasn't the cutest but yet now she's like stunning like long blonde hair and she's very cute and smart and it's great but yeah yeah it's just it's interesting and you can't oh all babies are beautiful the fuck they are no No, 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 they're (laughs) they're not not,
1: like literally no way yeah
2: No, but you, you, that phase only lasts a short amount of time. I remember Emily being sort of five or six weeks old and you know you already notice differences because they grow mm. so quick at yeah. that age. And I think when when they're really small, enjoy it, you know, just, yeah. just, just enjoy it because it'll all change mm. quickly and that's the one constant of parenthood is mm. that things yeah. constantly change. Uh, right, let's take a quick break and we come back we'll talk about this a little bit more. Hey See you man. in a bit. Bye. Hello again everyone. We're back for the final section of this episode of Overly Honest Dads and um we've been talking about getting your kid home for the first time. So obviously one of the big things when you have a kid and you get them home is the lack of sleep because you're on a cycle of baby sleeping for 2-3 hours at a time. Yeah. And especially if you're breast if they're breastfed, they'll that's all you're going to get, 2-3 hours at a time. And all of a sudden, your lovely existence of being a human, a, a childless human is interrupted by regular screams. Your nights are punctuated by literal screaming. So how did you guys find the adjustment of sleep
1: patterns? I'm, I'm still traumatized, <laughs> to, put, to, to put it lightly. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was an adjustment for sure. She didn't scream, though. She's only started screaming now.
2: Did you get the thing where babies make weird noises when they sleep? So for me, Amelie would just make these horrible grunting and and not crying noises, but they were like and then you get you sort of get you up sound like a demon and <laughs> then you you get up and then you have a look and you think she must be in pain she must be she must need immediate attention and then you look and she's sleeping peacefully and she's just making these horrendous noises and for me i could not relax i could not sleep i instead of trying to sleep in the same room as my wife and child i would stay up until amelie needed a feed and the bedroom was then free. And I would dive in there and try and get to sleep before they came back. Because that was the only mm-hmm. way I could sleep. And my sleep hands were crazy. I was going to bed at like five or six in the morning for like
0: one or two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 fear of ooh, dark, dark subject, but cot death and stuff like that. Of course. Any yeah, noise, course. any noise they make, you're so heightened to any noise that you, your sleep is just light. And I didn't sleep much before. I had a bit of insomnia due to life in general. But then the kid comes along and you you know what insomnia is at that point because yeah. your insomnia before is nothing compared to when you have a kid and mm-hmm. your sleep is just so light because you're just scared that something's going to break. Mind you, mm-hmm. my wife was definitely the one that got up straight away and got on with things. But your sleep, even if she allows you to sleep because she knows you're going to work and she was really nice, she did that, she would let me go to work and you know let me sleep for like four or five hours. But you're just heightened because any movement in the bed, anything, you're just like, (gasps) and you're not sleeping properly, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I think it's just traumatizing. Then you go to work and idiots like you just think oh shut up John you're moaning about nothing
1: and now 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 you
0: bitches now you're suffering <laughs> uh,
1: I, I agree on, on the sounds however The so for, for us it was the reverse if she was silent then I got worried because at that stage they're retarded they don't even know how to fucking breathe <laughs> it, it's true it, 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 you can't underestimate how goddamn stupid babies are like they are <laughs> just beyond words we, we, we should do an episode it's, they are so dumb that they don't how to breathe they, they 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 can't even look straight for a couple weeks yeah you know? they don't even have to blink they just they can't even move fucking idiots anyways
0: i really honest sponsored <laughs> by whiskey the,
1: the the thing that that really kept me up was when she was silent as you said matt yeah babies are especially when they're freshly born for the first couple of months they are exceedingly loud and the sounds they make are weird and bizarre yeah. and alien um so uh, Quinn would grunt. She would grunt. It's baby grunting syndrome. <laughs> this is a big thing, yeah. and they don't tell you about this no, at the hospital. they definitely don't. They don't. Baby grunting si- uh, syndrome. Google it. It's actually a thing. Uh, the reason for it is because they have an immature digestive system. Oh, is that? Th- okay, that's I that's the reason. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. And that's, that's the reason why they don't have a grimace on their face. Okay? Um, so they will... Taking the milk, they'll, they'll digest the milk as best they can, but they can't move it into the, the smaller and larger intestine. So the way they do it is they raise their legs up. They, 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 they squash their insides using their diaphragm oh. and they grunt. Yeah. Uh, and that manifests as a very lu- a loud night. Yeah. So they'll be doing that for, I don't know, hours where Quinn was doing it. Bloody hell. Oh my God. Uh, from. As soon as it hit, I think, one o'clock to five o'clock, she would grunt four hours straight. And it was really weird. It was like your Triceratops impression. It was very much (laughs) like that. And uh, thankfully, that went after some time. But when it first started happening, oh my God, didn't know what on earth was going on. didn't know what on earth is going on. Yeah, the silent periods as well that you were saying, damn, they're scary. They are. They're just
0: just like... And then they're sleeping peacefully, and you go there just to fuck with them, just to see if they're alive. Like <laughs> <start> <laughs> poking them just like, just scream, just scream, and then they won't sleep for four hours. Yeah, like, fuck what did I do. I like, must admit, I didn't never that wake as well. a sleeping baby bitches. Yeah. Never do that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't
1: say I poked Quinn, but I definitely put my hand on her chest yeah. to just get her to just to rouse her somewhat. Mm-hmm. Because babies at the same time, because they're so goddamn stupid. He keeps saying that, that like they it's are, normal they like. are it, it is normal it is normal and I will explain to you why they're stupid or well, at least a the theory later on because they're babies Bless yeah. them. <laughs> they no no there, there is there's a theory for it okay. uh, so they can't breathe the same way that we can breathe. It's not completely autonomous. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. And so you will learn about ex- uh, babies having extended periods of not breathing. We're talking 10 seconds and above. Yeah. And you will shit yourself. Where, you know, they'll be breathing normally. Then out of nowhere, they'll stop. And they'll stop for an extended amount of time. And you'll be like, what the hell is going on? And then they'll breathe normally. And you're like, what the Damn. fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's babies for you.
2: Yeah. And this actually leads on because the next thing I wanted to talk about was the sort of pervading sense of terror that you have after (laughs) you become a parent for the first time. Because, you know, that responsibility of being responsible for a kid, that's big. But then you have the little things like you mentioned of it being going quiet and you just want to check that they're breathing. And that hasn't gone away. That's still there now. Like recently, Emily moved into her own room and it was so weird not being able to check on her actual breathing and it just doesn't go away does it it just you no, it, it no. starts when, when they're born and it stays with you I'm not sure it ever goes away
0: <laughs> no it doesn't I mean even now I'll go in with the kids and just sort of like two of them snore so you know they're there and then one of them doesn't and then you just sort of go there and just like poke them and it's that, and then they move and you're like oh yeah they're right but she's five now and but she's quite a quiet sleeper she occasionally snores but doesn't really snore the other the boys are loud they're like <sighs> Let's <laughs> all so that going on proper boys but she's really quiet she's five now and i'm still quite paranoid on on the sleeping patterns and stuff you just there's that terror as a parent that mm. you might be doing something wrong or they're not doing well and uh it's just part of being parents i think it's mm-hmm. yeah but yeah terror never goes apparently no nah, it never does it's the terrorism man. it really is mm. terrifying when you i think that i mean when we've first of all, Christopher home he didn't poo for three days and it was just like yeah. this panic or why is he not pooing why is it he... and it's just normal they're just having milk and it's just their digestive system is just coming together so but the paranoia as a parent, oh, we're not doing something right. He's not been pooing. It's three days. He's not been pooing. And you think it's your fault and you blame everything on yeah. yourself and everything's like... You feel like you're damaging your kid. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And pretty you're much. not. Yeah, you're not. It just everyone goes through it is the reality of yeah, it? yeah,
2: Yeah, especially at that early point. You don't know what's normal and what isn't. And I think it's quite normal for a lot of people to end up taking well calling the doctor or taking the kid to any do i remember that you that you and romana ended up going to into hospital a yeah times, yeah we, we,
1: we've been to hospital quite a few times okay into A&E yeah. As yeah. Well. Um, and we've also spent money on consultants that we didn't need to spend money on and
0: you yeah. know what's funny though is the fact that they ask you oh, is this your first because then they just go you dumbass motherfucker. <laughs> like, because they know, like you're first parents. Yeah, it's like, you know that. Now we know when we go into A and E because something's happened, we'll go in and go like, "This is our second child," so that they know that we we got experience in this. Because otherwise, they are just sort of like, "Yeah, we'll get to you in about five hours." <laughs> like then you put you on the side and you wait in A and E for five hours, yeah, for
1: no reason. So, thankfully, newborn A and E is exceedingly quick. That's really, not really really quick. No, oh, really? For, for for us there was there. It, it, I think it was. Any children below three months get seen more or less instantly. So you'll go into a full ward and they will they'll see you straight away, which is yeah. really, really good. Yeah. So I'm
0: showing the guys a picture of my son when he bumped his head. This is the third, right? When you've had your kids bump their head before, so he hit the the door frame hard Jesus. when he was running. And it was quite a big bump with a bruise. And because it's the third, you know, there's a, if there's no bump, that is a major issue. And you got to take him to, so if to a and A dent, you said. If there's a dent and there's no bump, there's no actual bump and it's flat and there's a dent, that's a big issue. If there's a bump, it's fine. Mm. You find that out on your second kid. And then the third is like, here's a knife, cut your own bread, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like with the third, you don't even like really worry because if he's not sleeping properly or if he's not uh, reacting properly then fair yeah. enough. But if he's laughing within half an hour he's fine type of thing. Yeah, thanks. So you stop thinking about A&E and stuff yeah. like that. But the first baby, the f- fucking terrors you have, the moment they Hit something accidentally, or they roll over wrong, and you're just like, oh my god, he might have broken his arm. And it's like they don't break; they're like pretty nimble as kids, and nothing really happens. But you're in A and E for a fart. It's just like my baby yeah. farted. I am not sure if something's wrong. Oh man, you've done that, haven't you? You've gone to A and E for a fart, haven't you? I've
1: been to A and E for some frivolous things. Go on, go on, on go, go, on. No, no, go on, on, come on. I can't. You've got to be, uh, you've got you've got to be, honest. be overly honest, dad's man. Bring oh, it out. Fuck. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty bad. Okay. It's pretty bad, guys. It was no, no. It's way, way worse. It will than stay that.
2: in this room. We won't share it with anyone. All yeah.
1: Right, okay. We'll let okay. yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the three of us. Yeah, guys. Just um, the three of us. Um, so, I was fixing my scooter in the front. I've got an electric scooter. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. He's I a know. Uh, Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was fixing my scooter in the in the um, the front room, and it's not usually where I do it, it's also where Quinn is, okay, um, so Romy, Romy brought her back in to the room once I'd fixed it, and I was charging her, I left it there in, in the front room charging, I don't know why I did that, but I did, and it, it's, it stood up on its uh, little stand, pretty stable, Quinn is on the floor on her back, <laughs> and Romy distracted me, yeah, blame it on your wife. No, no, no. I'm big serious. <laughs> she distracted me. It was, it was completely my fault. Um, and I knocked the scooter, and it fell on her head. <laughs> <laughs> this, this onto is onto like, your daughter's uh, head uh, on, yeah four, four months old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, oh, this, this, this what is it it's like a 14 kilogram scooter oh, dude. I know and it just it went on her head like this <laughs> and the way it went on her head meant that she wouldn't get the full force of it yeah it, it wouldn't have happened anyway so it just it, it just the way Tentum. it was yeah yeah but it hit her she paused and then screamed bloody murder yeah screamed bloody murder and uh immediately there was a line here Oh. That was raising
2: above, above your what your right eye? Uh, above, no, right it, eye. it was her left eye. Okay, yeah,
1: um, her left eye here, and it was it was it was raising, um, uh, becoming inflamed, and I absolutely fucking shit myself. I shit myself. I wanted to cry. Aww. Yeah, I wanted to cry. I just I, my voice was quivering. I, what the hell have I done? I'm usually quite a, a firm person, you know, fairly stoic in that situation, but it was Quinn. And I had failed her massively. So we scooped her up. We were debating whether or not to to go to AE, would they turn us away? because Quinn was crying. Will they she was,
0: take her away? That's the other thing. Yeah, I
2: no, one's no, going no, to say, no, 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 social sorry.
0: services. No, not
1: take her away. Um, no, but
0: that, that's the other thing, is when you go to A&E, our paranoia yeah. with the first one because we're going to go to a they're going to take the kid away from mm. us because he hurt himself. That was my wife's paranoia. And I was oh, like, I see. No, they're not. And then as you're going towards A&E, it's like, maybe they will. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you worried that that's your I, that I
1: must admit, I, don't, I probably should have worried more, more about that, but, but I didn't at the time. Um, but because she was crying, and then two minutes later, she started laughing. You know, she was just back yeah. to normal. We we're like, shit, should we take her? Should we not? And then yeah, we did. We we couldn't take any chances. And you know, we, we were there a few hours. They had a look at her and we were like, Yeah, new parents, it happens. Just make sure that that room is used to one yeah. thing and nothing else. Stop dropping um, your child. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what to look for, you know, yeah. um if she was to have concussion, etc. And yeah, kept, went back home next day the front room was spotless. Yeah. It's never been used for that kind of thing again, nor will it ever be. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Okay, fellow dad. So, we've been chatting about getting your kids home for the first time from the hospital. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys what was different to what you expected? And the reason I asked this question is because obviously you spend a lot of time building up to what it's going to be like to be a, a dad. You know, you spend nine months intensely, intently thinking about it. So, what for you guys was different to what you expected? What were the surprises?
1: Oh, Matt! Everything was a surprise. Yeah, like absolutely everything. There, there was not one thing that I had a specific expectation that was met for. From changing the nappies through to the breastfeeding, through to the nights, through to the way that she would develop, everything was just not textbook.
2: What so, do you guys say? Actually, and and related question: Do you think that the 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 classes you go to before you have a kid? Do you think they prepare you at nah. all?
1: they they give you someone to share the burden with, but that's it mm. they they taught me some things um they made they made the whole experience a little bit more visceral than what I believed it to be, which was helpful, but nothing will ever prepare you for the actual scenario yeah. and, and it's an unfortunate <laughs> fact we can do this podcast we can read the books you can go to to the courses but once it happens you, you're you, not ready my god no. n- never
0: i think the thing i found with the lessons was it was just bullshit it was so textbook and it just like people have been having babies for thousands of years and we're sitting here and you're telling me out of a textbook on what and it, and i know it's different for everyone that's the one thing i said that my wife completely bought into it i sat there and i was just like meh I wasn't too convinced because there was no passion behind the lady that would like midwife seen tons of babies popped a bunch of them out she's not really bothered and she's just like baby you do this you do that she had no passion for it. she wasn't really selling the experience I know that sounds ridiculous but she wasn't selling Mm. the experience to me so. I didn't really learn much. And you learn more in the first 48 hours of having a kid than you do at any lesson yeah. is the reality. Cause all of a sudden agreed, it, it's fucking go time
2: and yeah. learn on learning on the job is yeah, the learning. way to go. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I think that's
2: probably going to bring us to an end of this discussion, but I just wanted to say a quick word because this is the third of, you know, our podcast and it's the end of the opening arc Uh, where we post three up all dealing with the same, you know, related issues. And I just wanted to say thank you to you guys, really, to Magnus and to John. Um, uh, I got a random text message, what, about maybe, what, six, seven weeks ago um, from John while Magnus and I got a text message saying, let's start our podcast. And then all of a sudden, here we were with microphones, eventually a little... What's what, what would you call that thing? It, it's Is a it, mixer. A mixer. We've got a mixer. Um, yeah. Not as in a drinks mixer. It's an actual thing with a lot of knobs and things
0: that move around. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's three knobs in the room. And... <laughs> yeah, But no,
2: it, like, on a serious point, it's a great thing to have the chance to come here and, 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 uh, and hang out with... Um, with two amazing guys, and to chat about what is you know a really important subject for us, and, and hopefully it's it's useful for everyone else out there. And so I just want to say thank you to you guys, like sincerely for uh, for John for inviting us to do this, and for Magnus for uh, doing all the technical work. Um, you guys. Uh, that are listening to us can't see this but Magnus is the guy that sorted out all our equipment we're on I think our second batch of microphones maybe a third um, yeah. with a bunch of different connectors and uh, and things Tables that, that and- I don't really understand all I do is turn up and talk um, and I don't even have to go anywhere because we're doing this at my house so it's yeah. super easy for me I just sit here you guys come and I talk and everything's, br- everything's brilliant <laughs> so initially
0: but... you used to cook now you don't even do that well, we Uber in McDonald's yeah well I, good, I, I have. I go
2: to an office now I was home based now i go to an office so i'm afraid i can't cook for you guys but i just want to say thank you to you guys because genuinely it's become a highlight of of my week to have you guys over to to do this and to the listeners out there to anyone foolish enough to take the time to listen to us thank you sincerely um uh, you know the whole parenting thing you need to stick together I think um, you need to share with each other you, need, you know as a dad especially men because men don't share yeah um, you need if you don't have anyone that can be an outlet for you as a father to be or or, or or a real life honest to god father then hopefully we can provide you with you know a little something something to help you through through your day to help you through through your week and um, I, I've mentioned this a bunch of times but we have an email address overlyhonestdads at gmail.com if you have questions for us um, or feedback you know get in touch or you know if you just have a general dad question and you want us to respond to you privately without um not that anyone would like advice from us knuckleheads but yeah pretty much (laughs) if you do um uh, we're always around and happy to to give you know our, our own honest opinion about things um do you guys want to say anything to sort of round off um this last of our opening episode arc
1: well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our ramblings. Really appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've learned something. We're going to be coming out with some, some more visceral uh, topics in the future. Um, yeah. Best of luck, guys.
2: Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. from you, John?
0: no I'm glad you guys came along into my mad idea of doing a podcast once. yeah well it's, it's sexy. it all Love came it. from you it was your idea you, you're, you're the reason
2: we're here so thank you John um, so just to get a bit of housekeeping out of the way as I, I just gave you the email address overlyhonestdads at gmail.com email us um, for anything you want especially if you got if you hate us and you want to send us abuse I'd find that really amazing oh please yeah, please yeah like if you if you want to get into a slagging match with us email us and like yeah we'll just really go at it I really I, I find that really enjoyable
0: yeah um, Matthew's <laughs> such a bastard on responsible as well, you, you will love this, so yeah. please send us abuse. Yeah.
2: Send, us, send us all your abuse, you know, uh, as bad as you can make it. That would make my day. Um, now, <laughs> on a slightly more serious point, because um, uh, we, we're starting out, any feedback you can give us for the podcast would be gratefully received. Um, review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe, press that subscribe button. Uh, share it with your friends, um, uh, or if you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Really, I don't care. Um, but also, that remains to say is thank you for listening we really appreciate it and join us next time where we'll talk more about how we are overly honest dads thank you guys we'll see
0: you soon good night